Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, magic makers, it's this week's iTunes review. Amy W. Fitness says, Kim knows her stuff. Keeps it real on all levels. Five stars. Awesome podcast series on relatable topics that women deal with. Kim's advice, along with her sense of humor, is what everyone needs to find their fit girl magic. Well, thank you so much, Amy W. Fitness. That warms my heart. If you haven't yet left your review, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit rate. And then hopefully it's a five-star hint and leave me a review. Thanks. Okay, Magic Makers, I am going to talk about something that I know I struggled with and I know that maybe some of you are struggling with right now or maybe you've struggled with in the past. It is called procrastination. And, you know, procrastination shows up in all areas of our life, you know, with work, school projects, life, weight loss. It is a, it is a thing. And I know that I am, the, you know, the queen of... um procrastination. And the thing of it is, is that like for many people, they're like, oh, Kim, you're so organized, right? Procrastination does happen to even the most well-organized person at some point or another, you know, and, you know, many of us um, think, you know, most people think that people procrastinate because, you know, they're disorganized, they're lazy, they don't care. But really what is happening is, it's just something going on in our brains is that, our brains are, are wired that way, you know, or that person who's a procrastinator, their brains are wired that way. You know, we like, everyone likes that relaxation feeling, that like feeling of like, ah, a job well done. Well, the closer that a person gets to a due date, all of a sudden panic starts to set in, especially when you have that due date. And so you can't relax as much. So you power through, your prefrontal cortex gets engaged. And then once you complete the assignment, you're lymphatic nervous system feels less pain. And it's like, <sighs> relief. We got this job done. We're good. We're all set. Everything is is good. The other thing is that some of us, we feel a rush when we get to the end of a project. And then, you know, that, that release that we get from our nervous system, it's a nice reward that our, our body is saying, you know what, we got that nice little hit of dopamine. And it feels really good. So we have the expectation of getting a reward every time an assignment is completed. And that rush only happens when we wait until the last minute. So this gives you a reason to wait as long as you can because you want to get back in to that rush, you know, that victory, you know, that coming in and saving the day at the end of end of that. And, you know, I, I, I totally get that. I, 
I, I'm that girl, you know, I can sprint to the finish line. Now, the reason why it's a challenge when it comes to sprinting to the finish line is that you see the finish line as the end point. And for many people, that end point can get, get really cause you to just get very fearful, you know, cause you to change what the end goal looks like, um, cause you to fear that nothing is good enough. So it's a slow, uh, another sign of perfectionism, right? Because we're, we want to make something perfect, but then I'm going to procrastinate the shit out of it because I'm nervous that it's not going to be good enough. I'm going to procrastinate because I want to find to be perfect. I want to find the right plan, quote unquote, to move forward. Hey ladies, can we talk about menopause for a second? Because seriously, why didn't anyone clue us in onto this crazy roller coaster ride? I know that when it hit me, it felt like what the hell is going on? But fear not my fellow magic makers because I got your back. Does this sound like you? Hot flashes that make you feel like you are on the sun. Mood swings that make a roller coaster ride seem like a walk in the park and your libido Goodbye. Yep, it's time to embrace this menopause journey. That is why I have whipped up this fabulous free checklist to help you navigate the hormonal mayhem. No more guessing games or feeling like something is going haywire. It's time to take charge and show menopause who's in control. So if you're wondering, is it menopause? I got you. Grab your free checklist right now and say, bring it on menopause because it's time to conquer this journey with confidence and style. Do not wait. Get your hands on this free checklist today. Okay, shut up already, send you the sheet. Do me a favor, grab the link in my bio. So how do you, you know, really kind of look at your procrastination and how do you overcome the challenges so that you can tackle them? And I'm gonna give you a couple of tips that are gonna really, I want you to sit back and think to yourself, like, am I a procrastinator? I know I am, right? And it's like, I wanna also wanna ask you, what are the things you find yourself procrastinating on, right? And why, you know, for me, I, I know that sometimes if I, I judge a task as hard and I need to like read through the instruction manual and do some steps, I am like, oh, girl, girl. And I will like literally set that binder somewhere and I won't look at it. Um, or if someone tells me you need to get this done by a certain time. And if I really want to, I do it. If I really don't want to, I, I don't or something I'm just not excited about. And for many of you, one of the things that I see a lot, um, especially when it comes to fitness, if I'm not excited about the process to lose the weight, if I'm not excited about the workout, then guess what? You're not going to do it. And I, one of the inspirations for having this podcast today was that I have a conversation with a client and she was talking about how she's like, oh, you know, I really need to find the time to look at the plan. Okay. Well, when are you going to find that time? Like, what is it that in her brain that is causing her to procrastinate on it? Did she look at the plan and it felt too hard? And she just doesn't want to say, hey, this is too hard for me right now. Did she look at the plan and feel like, oh, I can't be perfect at this, right? You know, what where, what was the breakdown in her mind before taking the action? And one of the tips that I, I, I share with you always, and I always share with everyone is that like, how do you break things down into manageable segments, right? Because like, it's really easy to look a laundry list of these are the steps that I have to do to lose weight, right? You can be like, 
focusing in on macros, focusing in on water, the workouts, the sleep, stress management. And like, just listen, just hearing that price sends some of you into that whoa, whoa, whoa mode. But if I said, okay, we're going to list it all out and I want you to rank what feels easiest to hardest, right? And then we can tackle the easiest thing first so that, you know, again, one of these tips is like, how do I start to get some wins underneath my belt? Because if, if I'm constantly feeling like I'm going to be, I'm being knocked on my ass, I can't catch a break. How motivated am I to keep going? Not very. So here's where we sort of say like, what is, what can be that small victory and celebrate every single achievement? Because, you know, Many of you listening are that type A++ person and you're like, if I can't do this entire thing on my to-do list, then I suck. I, you know, like we've gotten so caught up in this whole hustle culture, hustle and grind. And what if you could hustle easy? You know, Um, I'm a recovering hustler. And so one of the biggest tips that I had gotten when I was, you know, coming out of my the thick of hustle culture was I only put three things on my to-do list, right? You know, I don't know about you, but I would have this like this to-do list that would be like this long and double-sided. And I would say, I got to do all these things in order to like feel accomplished or feel like I am worthy of, you know, moving on to the next thing. Well, who says? I said, like I, I set the pace, right? And so the other thing that I've heard that I hope that it sticks with you as well as it sticks with me is pick a pace and make peace with it, right? And so I've, I use this ex- uh, analogy a lot. So imagine you're on a highway. There is the fast lane, right? Everyone there, you're they're going as fast as they possibly can. You have the middle lane, right? You're just like middle of the road from time to time. If you feel like you need to speed up, you get over into the left lane. You feel like you need to slow down, you get over into the right lane. Then you have that slow lane. And it's literally like, hey, I'm just, I'm doing me. I'm like, I'm working at a pace, you know, driving at a pace that I know is sustainable for me. And that's okay, right? So it's like, we have to decide where you are. And as you know, we, we, as I talk about that list of, you know, the things that it takes to achieve said goal, you can be in a different lane for every section. You know, a lot of the women who come to me, they crush workouts. Like that's just what they do, right? They're in that, they're in that far left lane. And they're just like, they're going 80 miles an hour, throwing protein shakes out of the window. Cause they're just like, that's just who I am. I know this, I got this, but sometimes for food, they got to be in in that 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 right lane because then we got to like you know relearn some things, break down some uh break down some you know stereotypes that we've been listening, some myths we've been listening to, maybe increase some of the foods that we've been eating and really kind of like dial back where we're trying to go. And so it, you know again if I like go back and I say okay here are the things that I'm trying to accomplish and I pick I go with the easiest that's helping me to break those tasks into manageable segments right but it's also helping me to then set realistic goals. There, the, the, the biggest challenge I see when it comes to uh, weight loss, getting fit, is the goal piece. So many people will think, I just started dieting on Monday and by Friday, I should be down 400 pounds. Really? Come on. You know, let's break up with that. What if instead of saying how many, how much, pounds of the scale. What did your adherence look like? How did your energy feel like? Because if you started a diet on Monday and you gave up 
all the things you love and you are white knuckling your way through the week, you know, how long before you kick that diet to the curb? Or what if you were able to say, my realistic goal is that, you know, when I try to focus on all the food parts and try to get it right, I suck. But if I just say, you know what, I'm going to focus in on my protein or I'm going to focus in on my vegetables or my good fats or, you know, making sure that if if I'm if I am someone who has treats, could I scale that treat back to less than one? So if I have, let's say, five treats a day, could I have four treats? Right. So that we are creating these like realistic goals, but we're also breaking it down so that it's not this like, you know, cold turkey thing. And, you know, I've been doing this over 15 years. I don't know many people who could, could go cold turkey. Like cold turkey only works for a handful of people. And I I rather you find success. So if it means, you know, um, and I've shared this with you, I had a client that used to eat those little like lint chocolate squares every single day. And so she started out like just literally like mainlining them. And I said, okay, eat them, but I want you to count to know how many are you eating? Right. Cause like if we don't, if you don't know, you don't know. So, you know, let's just say, I can't remember how many she started with. So let's just say she was eating 20 a day. So then I said, okay, great. We're eating 20 a day. Tomorrow, I want you to eat 19. Right. So now it was like, okay, great. I never said no. I said, instead of doing 20, can you do 19? Right. And then when, you know, 19 felt good, can we do 18? And it was a slow drip back to, Finding that number that felt like, okay, you know, can you, I think she ended up somewhere between like five and 10, but it was like, it was, you know, almost half of what she was doing before. So it wasn't taking things away, but can we scale that back? Right. So that we can set, we were working to set something that was realistic when it comes to workouts. Right. You know, um, I rejigged my uh, membership about two years ago. And I asked the ladies and I said, realistically, right, how many workouts are you doing in a week? Most of them were doing anywhere from three to five workouts a week. And I said, great. So I'm like, I'm, I'm no longer going to give you five workouts because when I give you five workouts, it made them feel like a loser that they were like, oh God, I didn't get it. I didn't get it done this week, but they got in three and they weren't celebrating that. So I said, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to give you three workouts. And that way you, one, you have that small win. You have that accomplishment but then if you're someone who like has the extra time, this is how you go back through to get in that that fourth or that fifth workout in a week, right? So it's like we're, instead of breaking up with that negative small talk for small talk, breaking up with that negative self-talk, so we get to challenge our thoughts to say, you know, like, oh, I can't do, do this. Uh, I can't work out. I can't work out this week because I can only do two days a week or I can only do three days a week. Something is better than nothing, you know, or we snowball into I'm not good enough. I'm going to have to start again on Monday or, you know, I'm going to wait until after the holidays, wait until after summer, wait until after vacation, wait, wait, wait. And then, you know, the, another thing that, um, always, you know, thoughts that pop up into me is that tomorrow never comes right? You are responsible for what gets scheduled tomorrow. And, you know, another way to be procrastination is what gets scheduled gets done. Um, You know, so many women will say, oh my gosh, I just ran out of time. Did you run out of time or did you plan your time? Right. And I'm not asking you to be 
like anal retentive about it. I'm saying, okay, look at, you know, there's two ways to plan and, and that I recommend 24 hours. So, you know, you look at like, okay, it's Monday. What is, t- what does Tuesday look like? Or, you know, I like to sit down at the beginning of the week and I'm like, okay, what does my week look like? What's going on, right? Because, you know, let's be honest, most of us in our 40s, we don't have these last minute spontaneous things. And if they do, it's like not like gonna like blow up your day. It's pretty, pretty, um, it's it's not real. it's not likely to blow up your day. So like, so here's where, you know, I would look at my, my calendar and be like, okay, um, all right, so on Tuesday, I have a, I got, I have a 10 a.m. and then I have a three, you know, I have a 3.30 to 6.30 block for clients. Okay. So can I work up before the 10 a.m. and, or can I work out after the, after the 10 o'clock, right? So it's like, like looking at my schedule and being like, okay, when can I fit in that workout? If I tell myself, you know, I'm going to work out three days a week, where do those workouts happen? And then the second part is that when it comes to food, you know, really kind of like looking at your food and, and, and creating this, this menu. And again, you know, some people are like, I like to be spontaneous, right? I get you. I feel you. I got you. However, I am going to ask that when you are being, um, looking at your menu, it's kind of like, pick things, pick, make some of your meals automatic, right? So for me, my breakfast and my lunch are pretty automatic. Um, I, and so when I say automatic, the meal parts don't change by much. So what, what, what am I saying, Kim? Say what you're saying. So what I'm saying is typically my breakfast is I will have a shake and I will throw in a good fat, I'll throw in a, a vegetable and a fruit. That's my shake. My lunch, big ass salad. It's chicken or shrimp or salmon, some type of protein. And then it's, you know, two kinds of lettuce, some carrots or some cauliflower. It's some um, beets, some feta, some lettuce. That's that's how I, I put it all together, right? So it's like, the, those two are pretty automatic. So when I go, when I'm writing things down, it's pretty automatic. And then for my last one, you know, if you are a member of my Fit Girl Match Society, every single month you get at least 20 ish recipes, right? So there's that. And they're very simple because I'm a simple person. I don't like, you know, like there's nothing in there that's going to ask you to get eye of newt, right? It's going to be stuff that nine times out of 10, you already have it in your pantry or it's something that you're like, oh, okay, I know exactly what that is. Oh yeah, I'm out of that. And it's something that you would buy and you would use regularly if you're someone who's cooking in your house. But, you know, I go through, I, I hop on Pinterest. Like I just make things really simple, really easy. You know, I will never ask you to be Martha Stewart and I will uh, never ask you to be like in the kitchen for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um and, you know, one of the major reasons why you, you procrastinate is fear of failure. You know, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, many of you are per- per- perfectionists, recovering perfectionists here, right? Raise my hand. I am per- 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 
recovering perfectionist. And so I fear failure. You know, you become so anxious that you're not going to do it right or you're not going to get the A plus. Um, so it's rather, you know, so rather than fe- think that you're going to fail, you'd rather not even try. Like it seems like too much of a challenge. You've already put, you know, we've already talked about the expectations that we put on ourselves. And that's typically why so many people fail is that you expect that you can leap a tall building in a single bound. Like, girl, get the fucking cape off. That's not who you are. And that's okay. Right. So it's like, again, break down that task. That's going to really be a game changer. And if you need help and support in that, holla at your girl. I'm very happy to help you with that. Because if I face my fears gradually and I start to, you know, it'll be a little easier to step outside of my comfort zone. Like, you know, that's why they say the comfort zone, you know, um, had an, another client, like she like was ridiculous about her food. Like I used to beg her to have f- something fun in her diet. Like it was ridiculous what she ate. However, she wanted to build muscle, but she wasn't eating enough. And for many of you listening, food fear is a thing. Food fear could could really be what takes you out of the game. And, you know, it was, again, we had to break it down to manual tasks. I'm like, where can we start to add a little bit more food into your diet, right? Where do you feel comfortable adding the f- more food into your diet? And so, you know, she was also a reader. So I was like, here's some research. And we started with adding more protein to her diet. And it was, she was comfortable adding a shake after she worked out. And it was a good six month to nine month process of slowly being like, okay, what's, what's, what do you, you know, where, what's your comfort level this week? Where is your comfort level? And really being empathetic and compassionate that, you know, some of our fears, you know, are rational. Some of our fears are irrational and we all have them. And sometimes we don't even know we have them until they're, you know, someone triggers them. You know, someone just like raises that like, you know, motion detector on that fear. And you're just like, holy shit. Like you don't realize how much of a hold that fear has on you. So it's like, you know, gradually increasing the difficulty so that you become more confident in your abilities is paramount when it comes to, you know, progressing around weight loss. I mean, also the support, you know, like she knew, like, you know, she, uh, she absolutely knew that she's like, I couldn't do this alone. And so she's like, you know, even if, you know, we frustrated the crap out of each other in the beginning, she knew that it was something she had to do. But it was like me as a coach being compassionate that knowing that she wasn't doing this on purpose, she wasn't being difficult. It was just, she, you know, it was a scary monster for her to eat more food, especially if you've been an under eater for so long. It's really a challenge to do something different or think differently. You know, you, you know, we don't realize how many subconscious things we do. Like, this is how I eat. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. This is what I'm eating. This is what I'm doing. It's this time of day. This is what happens. And so many of us don't realize that. And so it's like taking that support that can help you through the struggles that you receive the encouragement to help you stay on track and help you build that confidence around that change. And also education. You know, I, I, I have this podcast, not because I like to talk to myself in my office. I have it because I want to make sure you're getting the straight information. Like Nowadays, there's so much bullshit out there. I just want to make sure you're getting the information so that you understand how to truly lose the weight, keep it off, how do like personal development, how do you just improve yourself? 
And then any area that you need to help boost the confidence you need so that you can make informed decisions. That's what this podcast is all about. You know, we, we talk about a variety of different things, but I'm always like, I just want to make sure that you're being educated so that you can seek out further resources. We can start a further conversation, but I always want you to know, here's the, here's the true skinny because things can be skewed. Oh gosh, so many different ways. And I want you to, to like start just, you know, when we're in this procrastination mode, we talked about our brain, right? So our brain is always trying to protect us. Our brain wants certainty, right? That's like one of our core, our core feelings that our our, our body, our body wants is that it's like it wants certainty and it wants safety. So here's where your brain doesn't know the difference between what has actually happened and what you are wanting to happen. So let me break it down. Visualization. Many of you have heard this visualization before. And they, so see yourself overcoming these challenges. See yourself where you want to be. So if I am trying to be a certain size, I'm going to see myself standing in my mirror and like in awe of me being a size, whatever it is. I'm in a size eight. I'm in a size 10. I'm in a size five, whatever it is. You being like, Ooh, look at me. I'm in this size. And you know, you're looking fabulous. Maybe it's you walking down the bait down the beach in a bathing suit without anything strategically covering up your, your body. Maybe it is, you know, being able to deadlift a certain amount of weight. Maybe it is you being able to go to uh, a holiday party and not have someone hold your legs as you, you know, make your way through the buffet line. You know, so it's hard to see like, what is it that, that you w- want for success? And they, studies have shown, and they do this a lot with um, elite athletes. And so they have elite athletes. And I, I, the one study that I think is fascinating, so hurdles, right? So, you know, hurdles, it's like, there's only X number of steps you take and then you jump over and your back foot can't touch and your front foot has to clear. And they have hurdlers just over and over and over again, visualize like, you know, I'm making this up, but it's like five step jump, five step jump. And just in their mind, like, so that when they get to the race, there's no other thoughts in their mind. They're like, take five steps, jump, take five steps, jump, take five steps, jump. And that's like, they're like almost like mantra as they're going through so that they just like, this is like, it's go time. This is exactly what's happening. And I know how to do it because I've seen it in my mind. And so your brain's like, I don't know if this is true or false, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just, I, I, we've been seeing it. We've been visually seeing it. And that's how I'm going to, um, to do it like visualization can have such a positive impact on your mindset to help you reduce your fear and you know as i t- talked about this uh most people think oh my gosh i'm a loser if i can't get this on the first try look at it as a learning opportunity it's like how did you fail like what was it and so many people you know don't want to acknowledge i failed because i tried to do too much that is not a failure that is like I try to like, think about, do you ever have like um, stuff in your hand and you're, you go to the, you go to the grocery store, this is the example, you go to the grocery store and you're only going in for say like one or two things. So you don't even get a basket. You're like, oh, I'm only coming in for one or two things. I don't need a basket. Next thing you know, you're picking up 
you know, what you went in for, you were picking up um, some some milk and you're picking up some yogurt. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, you know what? I need some chicken broth. Oh, I need a can of tomatoes. Oh, I need a loaf of bread. Oh, I need, you know, a bag of apples, right? So it's like all of a sudden you're adding, 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 adding. And then you're kind of walking around like trying to balance all that. Now, if you dropped one thing, would you be like, oh my God, I'm a loser and be so embarrassed and you run from the store? You'd be like, well, I knew this was going to come. So note to self, the next time it comes to the grocery store, grab a damn basket, regardless of how, if how little, how little of my, my thought process is of how many groceries I'm going to pick up. Right. So think about it. It's like a learning opportunity. So like, if I didn't do that, you know, I would never learn. Um, Just kind of think about your children when they're learning to walk and they wibble and wobble all over the place. Do you tell like, you know, little Johnny, you suck. So don't even try. And next thing you know, you're carrying around an 18 year old because they never learned to walk. No, you are like, okay, you're good. You're good. Let's go. Let's get back up and try it again. Um, reward yourself, you know, throw, throw out some milestones to yourself so that you have those mini deadlines. Remember we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we have those like mini dop- dopamine hits, like throw out those mini dopamine hits, you know, like right now I'm trying to finish course and, you know, there are people, there are people who are out there who the course is um, 20 weeks long, right? And there are people out here who are literally binge and they will be like oh i did 10 in a day and i just don't have that one but my add would just like it would just be like binging off like a ping ball machine to try to do that i'm like okay i could do an hour at a clip like how much stuff can i get done in an hour and then i can move on and i can break it up you know an hour a week um so hopefully i'm not sprinting to the finish line but i want you to think about like and those are like my little, those are like my little rewards. And so like the reward is sitting here and watching uh, a Hallmark movie, right? That could be my, your reward. It could be just, you know, listening to a podcast. It could be something that brings you joy is your reward. So that reinforces your behavior and keeps you motivated. It could be that, you know, I know some of you like to check boxes, right? So it could be like you're you're checking the boxes as you are getting this done. So think to yourself, like, what is it that can like be this little reward uh, for me so that I can start to really focus in on what I want? And instead of being like, you know, oh gosh, I just have to make the time to create a plan. Oh gosh, I need to do this. Oh gosh, just start to be like, what are the little, little things I can start to do so I can gradually face these fears start to celebrate these small wins, stop all this negative, you know, self-talk that I have going on in my mind. Um, and then finally, you know, like, where is your motivation? I know that for me, um, like, what's your why, right? You know, you've, you guys have all heard me say, like, your why is, is that motivation? You know, your why is um, what is going to keep you going when shit is hard and shit is always going to get hard. It always is going to get hard. There's always going to be a time issue. There's always going to be a motivation issue. Just ask yourself, what's your why? You know, for me, my why is I want to walk my talk, right? If you ask me things like, yeah, I've tried that. And I can tell you why it worked for me and why it might work, why it worked for me and why it might work for you or why it didn't work for me and why it might work for you. But I'm always going to be, you know, always keep it real with you and honest with you. 
but figure out what are those things that motivate you. Um, a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm big into motivational quotes. Like my whole office is scattered with motivational, um, motivational quotes. Like right now, I'm looking at a quote from Tony Robbins and it says, "The only person who is truly holding you back." is you. No more excuses. It's time to change. It's time to live life at a new level, right? So I read that and I'm like, yeah, girl, you know what? I'm sitting here and I am not, um, play. am I, you know, am I playing, playing full out? Am I work? Am I working towards that new level? You know? And, um, I have another quote from um, one of my old coaches is like, don't wish for something you're not willing to work for. And I see people all the time like, oh gosh, I just wish I could do this and still doing the same shit, right? So this right here is how do you break up with that procrastination? And if like I've triggered you, I apologize, but I don't apologize because that tells me that you're living, you're not living at that new level. You want that new level, but what are you willing to do to get to that new level? And if you want to have a conversation, let us talk because guess what? Like change, it takes time. Uh, change takes time and it's okay if there's setbacks, right? We have to be patient with, you have to be patient with yourself so you can stay committed to the goal or take a look at the goal and say, are you trying to climb Everest and you've never gone on a hike, you know, or you think about, okay, I need to find like whatever the little baby hill, I don't hike, but whatever the baby hill is around you and start to build up from there and start to, you know, that's where you get support of like, okay, I want to climb Everest. You know, what are the steps to get me there? I want to manage my menopausal weight gain. Like what are the steps that are going to get me there? Cause I'll tell you rinsing and repeating some old shit that you did five or ten, five or six or 10 years ago ain't going to cut it. Your body is so hip to it. The hormone, you're having this hormonal like superstorm that's happening and you really need to work on something different because this is what I know. Consistent effort and a positive attitude will lead to the desires, the results that you desire. So if you're done procrastinating, do me a favor, hit me up in the socials and tell and say, I am done procrastinating. I really want to hear that because I trust me, I'm a procrastinator. I know how hard it is to just not, you know, be you and just be like, ah, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like I said, tomorrow never comes because you will always say tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. All right, Magic Maker, have a fabulous day. And if there's ever anything you want to talk about, let me know. I am always up to make sure that I am giving you the best information possible. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Bye.